なもたさバガトアラハトアサンマサンブタサなもたさバガトアラハトアサンマサンブタサなもたさバガトアラハトアサンマサンブタサブッタンダンマンサンカンナマサミ
uh, teachings or to meet people. So uh, uh, it's been quite a beneficial time for me, and I hope to people there too. Um, but also I noticed that compared to uh, UK for sure, but other European countries, we have some, we have branches, or even without branches, but some terror groups are in Japan. Although it is a Buddhist country, but it is a, a of Mahayana uh, tradition. So Theravada, teachings or Theravada Buddhism is pretty much uh, less well known in the society yet. Apart from the word mindfulness, nowadays it, it's been uh, taught and talked about all over the world. And so to say nothing of forest tradition, Thai forest traditions. So I, my how I relate to them. Uh, well, people are, are very kind, sincere, uh, but just that where to start from would be probably different from uh, the countries, UK or other, because many things are still new or foreign to people in Japan. So I, I need to think again simple time, uh, not simple time, but uh, important terms, five kandas. And here too, and we, we, of course, uh, it's good to reflect on what are the five kandas and the uh, basic and the important the, the terms, what they are. Uh, so other uh, I can't think of any particular examples, but in Japan, so I have to start from those um, basic, but also uh, fundamental, fundamentally important terms. Express it helps me to exp- uh, to 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 reflect them again, and I'm not necessarily so. Uh, 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 knowledgeable in scriptures and in various terms, so rather to explain things in a more daily language, daily, daily situation. Um, so, so I need to really reflect on what, for instance, uh, sankara means, what sanya means, and so forth. So it is good for me to reflect from the really uh, practical and the real meaning of them, something like this. And uh, so, so yes, so my time there um, went well. Over three months, toward the end, I had a chance to see cherry blossoms. But this is something you have to see it. <laughs> I can't explain. You can see photos, but if you are there, totally di- different experience. So you have a plan to go there in springtime. Best of time is late March. Don't miss it. Uh, well, it, okay. So uh, when I came back here in mid-April, 
somehow this time I felt stronger than previous times that um, presence of Sangha or to be with Sangha members, uh, I really felt something um, strong to, to my heart. Particularly, just that today we had a party Mokkari station in the morning, and when I came back, uh, and a few days after, uh, we had a party Mokka day, and we sat. I, I think we had a few visiting elders as well, so we sat here in this hall. And uh, just to be surrounded, to be with, and to be surrounded by the monks wearing these saffron colored robes. And uh, you may say I've, I felt inspired or just a sense, feeling of connect, um, mm, yeah, the, the word I had then was maybe, ah, well, I'm very fortunate, to, very, so fortunate to be with, in this situation, to be with friends, but also with the Sangha. And uh, maybe it was more formal occasion, but because of the formal occasion in, in this place, it brought me a sense of Timeless quality, with a serious word. But uh, what I mean is, uh, yeah, although this is in UK, hard culture or 21st century, but uh, when, when I was there, or when I am here now, with surrounded by the monks, uh, the Patimukha Association is just uh, with the monks, wearing this robe, what I felt, what I noticed and felt connected again was that um, what is samana means, what is there. Well, we can talk about what we committed and so forth, but just the presence of people with these uh, 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 robes reminded me of the taste. Mm. Right now, just the word of timeless quality, timelessness, something like this was significant, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, um, also felt, yeah, this is wonderful. And, uh, well, it's already one month past, so that uh, experience of freshness maybe has become dull uh, by being in the various meetings, meeting, having having to cope with this problem, these changes, and so forth. So, uh, but when I came back, it was uh, quite a tangible experience. I, I thought I like to remember this, and uh, so. Uh, mm. So now, sorry, I did go back to uh, my time in Japan. Although I said uh, things went very smoothly as uh, previous occasions, but one event happened. Event. Um, my uh, nephew died 
beginning of January, soon after I arrived there. And I asked dedication. I sent an email to Jamal and he kindly dedicated chanting um, here. And so also I received a very kind message from various members of the community. Well, I didn't have a chance to thank, so I'd like to take this opportunity to express my gratitude and appreciation. So uh, my, so let me speak uh, just my nephew's passing. Um, so he's a disabled person, age 40, disabled uh, we may say both mentally and physically. He, uh, when he was born already, well, we didn't know what, what was wrong, but uh, uh, soon after his birth, the, 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 his growth was found something not right. So I still remember my sister-in-law, his, his mother brought to university hospital when I was a medical student. And um, uh, then they couldn't give a diagnosis yet, but uh, uh, soon later he got a, a diagnosis. And it is Noonan syndrome. I don't think any of you know here unless you really, even some of the doctors wouldn't know. But anyway, sort of similar to Down syndrome, but it is a different condition. So it's a, a bone condition he had to live with. And uh, um, so 40 years old, the physically height-wise about eight to nine years old boy, that kind of size, height, weight only 25 kilos, even less. He doesn't eat. So uh, his mother's, one of the things he really want, uh, she really wanted to make sure was to uh, her son to eat. Because easy to eat, lose weight and then 20 some kilograms means literally just bone and skin. It's really, so if you do not eat, it means it really uh, affect his life quality and life already challenging, but it is very significant. And uh, he was able to walk a little uh, walk, but became less and less mobile. So recently, I think sometimes he had to be on a wheelchair, sometimes maybe manages, manages for short distance and also Toilet, this is very significant matter for taking care of disabled people. He, fortunately enough, he was able to go to the toilet himself. But also when he became difficult to walk, this toilet issue also just next to question. So although he was weak in many ways, uh, still he was managing okay, and we thought family, particularly uh, mother, my sister-in-law thought he would be okay just surviving, uh, not surviving, managing, by supported by many. 
Um, and uh, when I returned, uh, arrived in Japan, she, my sister-in-law, just told me uh, the nephew was, was in hospital. What happened was maybe New Year day eve or day before he started to have some symptoms, uh, just the level of consciousness went down, something not correct. So mother noticed, but in Japan, uh, New Year time is the most significant today. It's just like a Christmas time here. So from New Year Eve to a few days, New Year time, many public uh, activities become uh, stopped, including hospitals. Um, of course, hospital needs to have patient, uh, but the, the usual visitor, visit, uh, what you call, U usual uh, working hours, uh, stopped for happening until 4th of January, something like this. So uh, for my nephew to be hospitalized was already issue. Fortunately, eventually uh, ambulance managed to uh, bring him to the hospital, but it was uh, still COVID regulation time. So. Um, there was no chance for fa even family members to, cope, to be nearby nephew. And this is uh, very, very difficult. If it's a, let's say, usual person, um, even if a difficult condition, uh, at least we can communicate. Like uh, nowadays, there's a various social media, you know, WhatsApp or something like this, to talk uh, from the ward to the, the parents. But of course with uh, my nephew, something like this is impossible. Actually, totally opposite for him, always dependent on somebody, particularly with his uh, mother, my sister-in-law. So to be alone, although he's in a hospital, but the hospital is not specialized for disabled person. It's just a usual unit for some uh, lung, lung conditions. So they are not really nurses or people there are uh, prepared to pay particular attention to my nephew. So it, it became very stressful more than usual stress, but quite a strong concern for my sister-in-law because she knows more than anybody else how uh, this being isolated from the contact from his mother and other people would affect him, my ne nephews. So uh, she tried, but because of the regulation, nothing worked, and also doctor couldn't was not uh, uh, approachable either. Eventually, I think one week passed, the doctor, we, I mean, my sister-in-law and myself managed to meet the doctor. And uh, the, okay, I shouldn't go too much detail, because uh, um, once I think about it, uh, just a memory there, I, I, I start, to, I want to talk everything, but I, I need to 
summarize it. Uh, anyway, the doctor said uh, it wasn't pneumonia is there, but the kidney condition is much worse and almost like uh, losing his life. Well, even then, he, they didn't contact us, but, but the kidney condition was somehow managed, and then they were going to now uh, treat pneumonia condition with antibiotics, something like this. So uh, we were surprised. It, it was worse than we thought, but uh, the report was reasonable and okay, treat the pneumonia, and sometimes it may take, it takes longer than uh, the people with without disabled conditions. So we knew it would take time, but we just uh, at least some kind of reassuring, reassuring experience. And uh, um, also the doctor said, uh, because of the very bad kidney problems, even if he eventually leave the hospital, but life quality then was even worse than how it, how it used to be. So uh, my sister-in-law or the fa other family members are prepared for that change. But we thought just uh, it, take t it would take time, but just a month we patiently wait for him to uh, recover. In the meantime, video call was possible to, to see the nephew only allowed once a week, about 30 minutes, maximum one hour, something like this. So we managed to do it. And he, he looked better than we thought, of course, better in, in his uh, condition. So uh, we were half reassured and then still worrying how he would be. That kind of uh, Con, uh, feeling we are holding. Then one day, suddenly, the doctor called my sister-in-law to say, come to the hospital right now. He's in a critical condition, just completely out of blue. And I couldn't believe either. And then in a one hour time, what well, they were preparing to go, and even shorter than one hour time, um, this time, nurse called something like a heart stopped. So everything was so sudden, and then a change was totally unexpected. Although he was in a hospital, and then pneumonia is not a simple condition, of course, but we had a clear hope, and this is totally unexpected. So uh, when uh, my nephew died in a very sudden way, it was a shock to many, particularly to my sister-in-law. Both how it happened, also she didn't have a chance to see her son after he, she was hospitalized, only 30 minutes or so of video call. Um, so uh, after this, um, Yeah, so she, no. So in Japan, when somebody dies, funeral happens very quickly, not like here, usually two days, 
longest three days. Very, very soon the funeral happens, but maybe to do, because of the COVID condition, uh, crematorium was not available, so we had to wait a bit longer. But then this allowed the body to stay my sister-in-law's place for a few days. I think it was three nights. Because for her, she didn't have a chance to be with her son physically. So uh, although the, my niece was dead, but to have body at her place nearby, her was important and it was helpful. And also it gave an opportunity to friends to visit uh, my nephew. And I, could, I couldn't do anything, but I thought at least I also like wanted to be with my nephew. So I visited there every day and sit there for a few hours. And what I saw was people constantly came to see him. Uh, a three group of three, group of five, and they came and talked with my sister-in-law. Each group, long conversation, long time. Yeah, lots of tears, sometimes laughter. They are actually those who are working at. Uh, uh, it's not a nursing home when, when my nephew was, uh, my nephew lived at my sister-in-law's place, but uh, daytime, weekdays, he used to go to a working place for disabled people. So the staff there also came to see my nephew and also disabled people there too, or parents of disabled people, uh, friends. So one after another, really one after another, and each group stayed a long time, and they talked about him. They know, some of them know, knew uh, my ne uh, nephew since their childhood. So I could really see their strong connection and how much uh, uh, life, has been uh, had been shared. So uh, when I was sitting there, uh, staying there, we was uh, just watching this. And my, it was a learning to me. Um, I was, quite moved, to say the least, and then quite amazed how much he, my nephew, was loved. And then people came, how shall I say, um, I think I've seen several funerals in this country, in Japan, or to some degree it is also a matter of my, something I guess, I imagine, but people come to funeral maybe because of the work situation or some connections. But what I saw them with uh, my nephew was, it's a really deep connection, heartfelt 
uh, time together, when I love or care those words. And I realized I really didn't know my nephew, how he was. You know, of course I knew he was disabled and uh, I know how much his mother, my nephew, uh, sister-in-law had to do because, um, well, yes, as a mother to take care of the children is uh, always, particularly when they're little, the sacrificing or giving up one's own time and convenience for the sake of the babies and the kids and so many things you have to give up. This is a case of usual parents, a mother and children, I believe. But with the disabled child, what I or disabled person, what I had to witness was for her, for my sister-in-law. Um, first, first thing she has to think is, how is his son? So throughout her life, it, not, 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 yeah, even every single day, unless something is arranged, particularly like a, my nephew is staying at some nursing home, overstay nursing home, then he, she will have a free night. But otherwise, daytime, uh, at least daytime and weekday, uh, not daytime, the week, nighttime and the week, weekends. This is her uh, responsibility and just uh, for her to think, instead of her time, her, what she wants to do, she has to think of her son. So I, I was always attached, impressed how she's managing. I was learning a lot. But uh, what I didn't know was probably how much my nephew was loved. Such a simple thing, but to me, probably I was uh, observing whole thing from the perception of okay, being disabled is a burden. Well, I use a strong word, but of course it's not a sim- simple matter. So the burden, challenge, difficulties, so that everybody has to. So in so I try to see it in a wholesome way, but still uh, the idea of He's a burden. I'm sorry, this is a strong word. But when I saw uh, people around uh, my nephew, although he was already dead, the, 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 just the, the love or care, or just the life quality I witnessed, I had to feel was something I didn't know. I didn't know who my niece, uh, my nephew was, or how he was to other people, or other people to him. So it, it, it was, uh, 
And also it made me think, uh, if I use a big word, actually, what is the meaning and the value of a single person? Um, yeah, usually we would think of this in terms of how much we can do, how capable, how clever, how much they have, we have, how, how much we have done in that term. And it's, often it is necessary, uh, but what I witnessed was something totally different. Yes, it's not many people, only 20, altogether 20, 30, a bit more people, but what they are sharing and what I noticed there was, I would say, totally different world. So um, I was, uh, yeah, it's, it is uh, something I, I needed to learn. I guess I'm still learning. And uh, well, just uh, for cultural thing to share, after somebody dies in Japan, the funeral occasion takes in two stages. The night before, they, traditionally we have vigil. In Japanese we call tsuya. It means they gather the evening before and we have a, a Buddhist services. And after that, it, traditionally we really had a vigil. Nowadays it became more difficult, but uh, we tried. We means that my nephew's family. So, uh, particularly, I, I'm a fullest person. Like uh, my sister-in-law, by then she was very tired. My nieces, uh, they are also busy in daytime. So I, I offered. I tried my best to cover uh, just this vigil. So, um, so like uh, spending a night. And then following day, uh, the funeral itself. Similar to what we have here. And uh, after that, the body is cremated. When I was a child, in my area, my village, the body was buried. Uh, but nowadays, throughout the country, uh, I think every place is now uh, to have a cremation. Um, and so uh, the body was eventually brought, after the funeral ceremony, the body was brought to crematorium. And in front, in front of uh, incinerator, incinerator, so that the final ritual, uh, the Buddhist monk or priest, uh, does just a short ritual, and then let the body go to the incinerator. So this is a real, real final goodbye. Uh, also, the the, the physical uh, the life faculty is gone, but body still has a, uh, the form we are familiar. And then now it, the body goes into the incinerator, and about one hour, two hours after close family and friends come back there. And not uh, the, the 
body. That's not a body anymore. That's but the whole thing was brought back in front of a, in front of everybody. So it is still hot. So it means skeleton is there. Usually, it, you don't have a perfect shape, uh, depending on how old or what kind of medication you had. But it's from skull to vertebrae to arms, legs, and feet. So you can see, you know. And uh, people to take turns to pick up bones using long chopsticks, putting into the container. You know, here, when you say ashes, means really powder, but there the ashes means pieces of bone. So, and I, because I, when I was, the place when I was born, we didn't do this. So when I came back after many years, and then uh, first, uh, 2015, my brother died, first time to see how they do. And then 2018, my mother died, and this time my nephew. So I was, the funny words say, but they so, so surprised, wow, they can do this. You know, it's, it's really, they see from the, how body was to see that the skeleton or uh, bones, and they even to pick up the freshly, <laughs> Not flesh, I'm not just. Uh, and uh, so, and I still remember, I remember when the nephew now turned into ashes, and you can see pieces born. And uh, so, when we want to put it in a container, my niece is boy, five, six years old. And because the, some of the bone is too long, too big, so we had to break. But uh, the, the body boy said, well, no, don't do that. He, um, Mukun, Mukun is my, nie, my nephew's name. The Mukun is suffering, don't break it. <laughs> so uh, just have, it's a, really the feeling of transition, somebody's body was there and now changing to ashes, but, but people still have a memory, like a little boy. For him, it's still the nephew, he, somehow image of nephew is there. So a uh, whole thing of really the moment of physical uh, transformation Very powerful experience. Some tears, but actually it is held in a quietness, or I can't use the peacefulness, but the quiet, quietness to receive what, hap what, what has happened. What, hmm. So just I wanted to you know, how, share how the actual cremation uh, takes place in Japan. Well, because I was surprised myself when I saw it. It is quite a scene. And uh, on the way, uh, so on the way to crematorium, I was sitting in a car. I was sitting next to uh, my nephew. No, 
my niece's husband. Um, sorry, that very much detailed story, but uh, uh, my sister-in-law was living along with her son, disabled son, because my brother died. But her daughter, my niece, was just living nearby. They built a new house a few years ago. And I was sitting next to my uh, uh, the niece's husband. And he was saying to me, when we were building this new house, we were thinking to make this house barrier-free because uh, my niece, nephew will become necessary for us to take care because the sister-in-law will become older first. So we are the person to take care of uh, this disabled person. I didn't know this. But when I heard this, what I want to say is just in a family, very natural sense of taking care of disabled person, my nephew. Nobody, it was, a, it is not an easy thing, but instead of seeing as a burden, strong word, how can we support, how can we take care? That element was naturally there. I was, I didn't know I was touched. Then it made me reflect further, actually, because of uh, the nephew, the disabled person, family, what they were, always thinking of the nep uh, nephew. It doesn't mean they didn't have any freedom to do any other things. They let their own, they're leading their own life, education, marriage, this and job, this and that. Those things are happening naturally, but always also quality of caring, how, how is Mukkung is, how is the nephew is. And uh, so uh, again, you know, we can think this having a disabled person as a burden or simply difficulty. Difficulty, yes, it is the case, but by having a disabled person, I think uh, something very precious has been brought to their family. I mean, I, maybe I'm saying something to idealistic way, but but I could notice it. You know? Of course, they they would fight. They have difficulties, and they it's just a no, uh, normal family. But when I heard this uh, the niece's husband saying, yeah, we, are think we were thinking our house uh, barrier-free because of uh, the mukkun. And then just uh, the, that, that comment opened up my perception. Right, actually because of my nephew, because of him, 
the quality of love, quality of care, naturally um, what's the word? Naturally there. I thought I knew, but maybe I didn't know. So uh, uh, just uh, um, very, very much a personal story. And then um, thank you very much for listening so patiently. Uh, But what I like to share is, you know, when we think, when I think of this being disabled, this person, being disabled or having a disabled person nearby, I'm like, I don't have to pretend, but the sense of burden, my challenge, but also the sense of burden is quite uh, usual. I, I, I feel the same thing. But uh, it's not everything. Yes, we, sh- we think of our life or each person, ourselves, or person in front of us, we think how much he can do, how capable she is, he is, or uh, in the case of business, how much does he have? What can we get f- from that person? So uh, I'm not saying this kind of perception is totally unnecessary. No, actually when we function, function in a society in, in, a, in a straight way, we have to earn money. Uh, and even in the monastery, we have a duty, things to sort out. So how can we f- uh, do things in a functional way, uh, efficient way, you know, so the capability, intelligence, uh, those things are naturally needed. And um, I also like to be functional, to be helpful. But uh, just as I've sh- been sharing, when I thought of how nephew was, or how nephew's life was, or how the people around nephew was, what I noticed eventually was a reminder. So, so when we see somebody in front of us, it becomes it is necessary to see in terms of function, capability, and so forth, but. If we are just trapped only in that way, or just seeing ourselves, how much we can do, how capable, how able, how wise, clever, or the opposite, life can become very narrow experience, even miserable, because, okay, in the case of the same, being disabled, maybe we can say, oh, I'm okay, it is somebody else's story, but how about aging? We just sooner or later, we become old, we become, quote unquote, uh, 
disabled or less capable, losing our faculties, either ourselves or people around. And uh, yeah, to me, to be with, like uh, I, I can think of, like uh, to be with my mother, uh, she died uh, five years ago, and the last few years she, was, she had a dementia condition. I didn't do particularly caring, physically caring her much yet, but uh, I had the time to, sp- time to spend with her, or very tiny amount of time to be with my uh, nephew. To be with them is a very difficult, dif- different experience. Well, if, if I put a very simple term, uh, simplified way, I really needed to be with them. What I want to say is, if I am with some friend, I'm just passing by, oh, can you do this? Uh, This is a problem, or how are you? It is sort of 50% uh, uh, sloppy contact, this is the way I say it. No, because I'm, we, are thinking, we are thinking of something else, what to do next, this is important, maybe not so important, or, but just I say something nice to him and I move on. And we are okay, because uh, we can speak same language, yes, and then we, we share same uh, amount of awakefulness, so we don't have to worry. And just uh, uh, some let's say sloppy conversation, sloppy way to relate to each other, but we don't mind. I mean, I said sloppy, but we don't think it is sloppy, but when I think of how I need to be with this, like my nephew or my mother when she was really dementia, nothing like this is possible. You really need to stop there, really to be with. It's not about what to do next or what is more important? Nothing, nothing like this. Just a, like for our, and the, like a, as a practitioner term, if I may to use, may use, really need to be the present moment, to be there, fully there. If you just uh, in meeting somebody just as we passing by, you know, we can do it, but the quality of meeting, quality of encounter is, uh, I may say, I use the word maybe sloppy. And we just assume it, uh, we, we, we are meeting and just, just give some information and we understand, okay, we move on, what's next? But when, when I was with this, my nephew or my mother, no, none of this worked. I had to stop. I had to be there. And, yeah, just like a meditation, if I, say, if, if I may say, I just needed to be open. So, uh, when I... Mm, just I, I need to close the talk now. Uh, so uh, my experience when I 
had this experience with my nephew. It made me think uh, what is the meaning of some, uh, someone's life. If you like value of someone's life, I repeat again, usually we, we, we don't consciously question, but assumption is how much money, how much they attain, achieve, how many friends they have, how famous. You know, so that, that way, quantity or even some quality in a certain um, criteria, certain dimension, we, uh, sorry, I use a strong word, uh, judge each other or ourselves. And I, I say, it is those considerations, those way to look at is relevant in certain conditions and actually many conditions in a society is relevant. But if we really, even in a monastery, but if we really believe, believe or just uh, unquestioned we don't question, we're just lost in being efficient, being clever, being, having a more, how fast, all those of things. Easy to believe, but just uh, good to remember it is not everything. And, and I think the reason why we meditate is to learn this, like a place of other awareness, Rumpo talks always, the place of awareness is the place to allow us to have everything, whether we like it, we do not like it, or we understand, we do not understand anything very functional, anything very attractive, anything very disgusting, politically agreeable, or so, so in the, all kind of things. And then today's theme is Maybe how we see as our function, this being disabled. And to be with the person in front of us. How can we be? You know? And uh, when we learn how to be at the present moment in a more skillful way, is really when we learn how to be in a meditation to relate to this moment, to learn about awareness. To me, it is not particularly different. You know, how we are to be with us at each moment is actually how we are to be with the person in front of us, or how we are to be with ourselves, or to be with our life. And that. Mm.
maybe I start to repeat myself so I time to stop now thank you very much for listening to me so patiently Thank you.